This is the Imperial Garrison. What's your call sign, pilot? It's... Um, it's... Say something. Rebel? Uh... Rebel Rock Radio. Rebel Rock Radio? There is no Rebel Rock Radio. Well, there is now. From the far reaches of the Outer Rim to the city planet of Coruscant, it's the podcast that gives you sweet jam and all those pop culture hits. It's Rebel Rock Radio. everybody out there it's rebel rock radio time and this is episode number 120 i don't know nine somewhere in there yeah yeah uh let's see uh we've got chantel from pop my culture in the chat room so welcome back to the show and with me as always of course is dj how's it going today Hey, somehow DJ returned. So, yes, I am back. um, I appreciate uh, that was Dave that was uh, in last week, right? Want to make sure I got my weeks right. Yep, yep, that was Dave. All right, Dave, and they uh, talked about uh, Star Trek in my absence, which is a good thing because I am not a Star Trek fan (laughs) at all. Um, So, so, yes, uh, thank the maker that uh, Dave was... uh, uh, able to help us out. Uh, it was actually his topic, um, and we'll get more into that uh, here in a little bit. But uh, hey, so far I'm doing okay. I'm awake right now, so yeah, that's that's a good start. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Uh, oh, Dragon Buddy's in the chat too. Hey, Dragon Buddy, how's it going? All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and start off with our first song of the night. And we're back to doing the which one did DJ pick? So out of the three songs we play, you're going to have to figure out which one DJ picked. Our this first track. Tricky. Yeah, it is tricky. There's a lot of good ones today. Um, this one comes from Chicago, Illinois, by a band called the Bowl Weevils. And they uh, just released a new album on uh, actually they um, released it on May 5th so it's pretty new uh, and it's called Essential that was released via Red Scare Industries and it's actually their first album since um, 1995 Wow. In 1995. Yeah. I mean, they've got a a lot of appearances on on other stuff like splits and compilations. Uh, But Heavyweight in 1995 was the last album they released. Um, So this one just came out on May 5th. It's called Essential. And the first single from that is what we're going to play. It is called Predisposition. Predisposition. 
All right. Predisposition by the Bowl Weevils. I like that song. It's uh it's upbeat. Uh it's kind of short, but it got it has a lot of energy in it, which is mm -hmm. energy that I, I need energy right now. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I, I really enjoy that one. So but the interesting factoid there, the bass player for that band. Um, is also the bass player for a band that you may have heard me mention. Uh, I've never played them on here, or have I? No, I don't even know. Uh, a band called the Methadones. Um, I know I've mentioned them, but I, I can't remember if I've ever actually played them on here. I should probably do that. Um, so real quick, we have somebody um, that is... Uh, going to be a special guest for just a few brief seconds so give me a second here and uh let me pull them out of the green room my buddy earl he cannot be he cannot be awake for this he's he's busy yeah he doesn't want to he's busy sleeping he doesn't want to hang out with us. <laughs> Earl. Our unofficial official mascot. Oh, official. It definitely is official. <laughs> it is official. Yeah. Oh, man. So let's see. We've got a few more additions. Um, Maumi is in the chat room. Welcome back. And I thought I saw somebody else here just a second yep, ago. Yeah, Isaac. Oh, Isaac. Yep. And Isaac is yep. in the chat room. Welcome, Isaac. Uh, so starting to fill up. And uh, Rami says hi to Earl. So, and and Chantel says baby. Yeah, he's our he's one of our babies. He's uh, he is the one who spends most of his time outside the house. <laughs> Chantel, you and your leopard print logo I, I don't know where blue is he had mentioned something about coming on with us but i don't i don't know maybe he's uh maybe he's being uh lazy and just sleeping tonight who knows who knows oh, so, okay so so do you want us to call you dina or mommy i'm i'm confused now Anyway, um, so yeah, we are celebrating um, the, hey Spencer, um, I guess uh, the, the official, or I guess the unofficial, I don't know, it's Star Wars Day, but it is with Star Wars Day too, but today every day is, is Star Wars Day, every day is Star Wars Day. But this is a special Star Wars Day because it is the anniversary of the release of not only the one that started it all, A New Hope. Uh, back then, of course, it was just called Star Wars, uh, <laughs> and then 40 years ago today was the theatrical release of Return of the Jedi. Wow. That, that so. man, it just makes me feel old. Forty it's, years. Yeah, yeah, it's uh brings back some memories. So, hmm, what's been? Uh, I, I mean, I know part of what's been going on with you 
uh, this week, but do you have anything um, else? Well, um, well, I guess I should mention that. Uh, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. It is the elephant um, in the room. I, I, didn't, I, I, want, I didn't want to say anything about it, so I figured if you wanted to talk about it, you can talk about it. Hey, Ubaldo. Ubaldo, now the party has started. It is. Oh, I didn't type Ubaldo it. and Earl. Wow. In All one right. show. So, uh, <laughs> ju just for management and everything, if people see me looking off to the screen, I have a split screen here. So I have the chat over on this side so I can communicate with everybody. And then, of course, the camera's here. So I'm going to do a lot of head movement. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so last week uh, I went down to uh, Houston. Um, oh, hey, uh, that's scary. Uh, all right. Um, anyway, yeah, so I went down to Houston, went to uh, MD Anderson uh, Cancer Center because uh, I've been having some trouble. Uh, and went got another uh, super duper uh, uh, ultrasound and they discovered uh, that uh, I do in fact have uh, thyroid cancer in uh, amongst other things and cysts and growths and stuff that are on my thyroid. Uh, so that's issue number one. Uh, I'll be contacting a surgeon. We'll hopefully be getting that removed uh, hopefully soon. Um, and while they're in there, they also checked around uh, my neck area since I've uh, already had stage four lymphoma. They wanted to get an update on the lymph nodes, just make sure everything was going okay there. Uh, and everything was not okay there. Um, there's a uh, pestering uh, lymph nodes very near where the thyroid cancer is, so it makes me wonder. Uh, but it appears that the lymphoma has uh, returned after a 28-year absence, kind of like Palpatine. Uh, but... Uh, similar to like Luke Skywalker, we shall defeat uh, this uh, Palpatine type thing and um, the, the good will uh, triumph uh, over the dark uh, and everything will be all right. So that's where I've been. Uh, it's kind of why I've, uh, you know, I've been tired a lot. Uh, my voice, uh, whereas it's pretty good right now. Uh, by the end of the stream, we'll probably I'll probably have to not talk or anything after the rest of the night, but that's okay. Um, but you know, it, it, that's what I've been up to. You know, fun and excitement and work, you know, continues and uh, all that. What have you been up to this week? Um, not really a whole lot of anything. I've been playing some video games and doing a lot of reading. Uh, still doing some, you know catch up reading on, on comic books and, uh, work and, um, yeah, that's a bit of it. Not really a whole lot, but, uh, I do hope that everything goes well with, uh, with your surgery and your, and your treatment because we need to knock that crap out. Just like, yeah, like Chantel. Chantel said, you know, fuck cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nasty stuff. It's very indiscriminate. And, uh, yeah. No, I mean, they caught it early, so it's not that big of a deal, at least, I don't think. 
Uh, I've been through worse. Uh, it just kind of sucks. And I know the road that's ahead. Um, and it's not pleasant, but it's something that I can overcome. So, yeah, you got this. You got this. Um, so, yeah, not, not really a whole lot else going on with uh, with me. Um, I think I don't know if I told you this or not. I think I may have. But uh, did I tell you that my oldest daughter and son-in-law and the kids uh, are moving back to Michigan? Yes. Okay. okay. I, I couldn't remember who all told about that. Um, yeah, the, the you're, you're not moving back, are you? No, no, I'm not going back. No, we, we're, we're not, we're not moving again. Um, no, the, the son-in-law got a, a really good job offer and they couldn't turn it down. And, um, so yeah, there you are actually, um, we've known about this for a month or two or something. And this weekend is when they leave. So uh, well, actually, the son-in-law is already there. Um, yeah, and he is because uh, he he started the job already. Um, and Dean, are you leaving us? Uh, but he he is actually flying in tonight so that they can finish packing up and loading up the truck and whatnot. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Um, I mean, it just gives you an excuse to go visit Michigan. That's all. It, it gives you – I suppose. Now you get to go up there and go travel. Yeah, yeah. So, as I mentioned – I don't think I mentioned this last week. Maybe I did. Uh, I, I will not be going to Chicago this year for Riot Fest. Um, I'm sure that I'll go up there for ScarifCon if that happens. Make sure I try to try to go up there for that. Um, but in, I want to say it's in September, there is a, there's actually an X-Men convention going on. Oh, you were telling me about that. In, yeah, in Minneapolis. So since I'm not going to Riot Fest, I think I may actually go up there. I've never been to an X-Men convention. And, uh, Chris Claremont is going to be there. Ooh. So, I mean, he's not getting any younger. So um, if I ever want to get an autograph of any sort by Chris Claremont, now would be the time to do it. Uh, Right. But yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get our housekeeping out of the way. We are part of the Red 5 Network. Great network full of awesome podcasts. If you have a hobby or an interest, I can guarantee you there is a podcast out there for you on this network. Absolutely. And as you can see, scrolling underneath me, there is a link for those of you listening. It is bio.link forward slash red, the number five. And that is a link to all of the podcasts that you can find on the Red 5 Network. So check those out and support them in whatever manner you choose. Um, If you want to support us, there are several ways you can do that. If you are watching us on YouTube, 
make sure you first and foremost subscribe to our channel and smash that like button. Bong. <laughs> yes, and ring the bell. So that will notify you uh, when there is an episode coming up and uh, you will not miss it. And if you choose to uh, also want to leave a comment on the episodes, feel free to do that as well. Yes, please uh, leave comments. We will, we will get back to all the comments. So leave all the comments you want. We'll respond. Yeah, yeah. If you leave a comment, we will uh, we'll talk about it on, uh, on the air. Uh, let's see. What's another way they can support us? They can support us by buying our merchandise at our key public site. And there is the link right there. It is tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash rebel dash rock dash radio. Um, we also have a link to it on our, uh, our bar link that uh, is in the show notes. Uh, but we have t-shirts and we have um, coffee mugs. Very yep. important. Yep. Uh, and then I found out uh, just recently, we actually have hoodies too. Yes. I did not, yes. I did not realize we had hoodies, but we do have hoodies. Um, I don't have a Rebel Rock Radio hoodie, but I need to recognize I, I need that. to get one, although it's summertime yeah. now, so who needs a hoodie um, in the summer? But... I, I wear them anyway, yeah. And then the other way that you can support us is by contributing to our Patreon. You can be one of our patrons for as little as $1 a month, and you can get there by going to patreon.com forward slash rebel rock pod uh there's a link to that also on our bio link which is in the show notes uh but yes you can be a patron for as little as one dollar a month and help us keep the lights on absolutely yeah uh like i was saying earlier uh we have different tiers uh we start off at one and we go up from there uh one of our uh patrons uh dave was actually on last week replacing me uh, cause he's on a tier that, uh, allows him to, uh, pick a show topic. And, uh, he was actually, uh, not only did he pick it, he got to guest star on the show, uh, and talk about said topic, uh, yeah. which was Star Trek. Okay. Um, I did listen to it. It was a very good episode. Uh, you guys did wonderfully. Um, but, uh, Hey, if that kind of stuff interests you, Hop on that train. There's plenty of room and uh, suggest a topic and we'll fit it into our schedule. Absolutely. Uh, F-class so shirts heroes. in the mail, Spencer. Shirts in the mail. Yeah. You haven't, you, yeah. Just keep thinking you're going to get a free shirt. Ain't going to happen, dude. You know how expensive those things are? Uh, F-class heroes just jumped in the chat. So welcome back to the chat. F-class heroes. Okay. Now, speaking of Patreon, I would like to give a shout out to those that are already a member of that illustrious, illustrious elite club <laughs> that is our patrons. So thank you. Goes out to Dave, Kelly, Chris, Don, Nicholas, Scott, Kim, Amanda, Mandy, Justin, Charlie, and Chantel. We do appreciate your support. And uh, yeah, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. 
All right. Um, I don't think we have any announcements um, to speak of. Um, nothing really, nothing really exciting. Uh, so we, let's go ahead and move on to another song. How about that? Let's do it. So this one comes from Los Angeles, California, and the band is the Dolly Rots. They just released a single back in April uh, via Wicked Cool Records. I love the name of that record label. And so we're going to play that single. It is Still Holding On by the Dolly Rots. Enjoy. Dolly Rods. Awesome song. (laughs) 
you didn't like my suggestion in the chat room about the uh, well, uh, merch. <laughs> uh, I expect that from Tina. I mean, you know, but where is Tina anyway? Um, I'm not sure. Um, in my defense, Chantel started it. She's the one that was asking for lingerie. Uh, yeah, that yeah. No, see that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> oh, Dragon Buddy says he hangs out with Shanty and me. It's Tina's fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, extra small for our most enlightened fans. Uh, <laughs> bad influence. Agreed. I used to be such a nice boy. Oh, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> all right. What time is it now? It is time for Rebel Rock Radio Picks, where we pick something that we have read, watched, listened to, or played. I guess a video game. We could, we could talk about a video game if we wanted to. Yeah. And we suggest it to you in... Uh, Hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Uh, do you have anything this week, DJ? I do. In fact, um, I was just trying to. Uh, all right. So uh, my pick for this week uh, is actually a costume club. Oh. So uh, very similar to like the 501st. But it's not the 501st. Uh, it is the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club. So if you've ever been okay. interested in cosplaying as a Mandalorian, which is all the rage now, thank you to the uh, hit show. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you can go anything from Jango Fett, Boba Fett, throughout all of his different iterations, it's a costume club, so you gather the materials. There's uh, there's all sorts of things. You can either buy them, you can make them. Uh, there's tips and tricks on how to do this, how to do flight suits, how to do armor, how to do a helmet, uh, or you can actually just, uh, they, ha they even have links on there where you can buy them. Uh, but, of course, there are uh, rules that govern this group. Uh, it is non-for-profit, like the 501st. Uh, but instead of uh, the Empire uh, or the Rebel Legion, uh, this is just the Mandalorian Mercs. Um, so uh, every, uh, every country pretty much has uh, representation. Uh, for me, uh, it's the Varang clan, uh, which covers uh, the uh, El Paso, New Mexico, probably Lubbock, uh, so this part of the country, um, I believe it's South Central uh, part, uh, really awesome guys that are in there and girls uh, as well. Um, and uh, really fun to talk to, knowledgeable about Star Wars, about Mandalorians, uh, and just get together, hang out, have a lot of fun, bringing smiles to people. So uh, that's very, very important. Uh, in fact, here is, I don't know if this will show up very well, but this is the concept of one that uh, I want to build. 
Very hard cool. To see. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, really uh, great group of people, really supportive. Uh, just looking for uh, people that want to uh, join in the fun. And as nerdy as uh, our listeners are, this yeah. is right up their alley. Well, you know, um, Denise, who has been on the show a couple of times, yeah. uh, she is in the Mandalorian Mercs in uh, Oklahoma. Um, and we, I think we were actually planning on having her come on and, with, with a fellow Mandalorian Merc uh, member to talk about the group like that awesome. would be the topic of the show so uh looking forward to that show actually yeah, yeah. i knew we talked about it i didn't know if we ever finalized it or anything but we haven't scheduled cool. it but we'll get awesome. there cool well that's a good uh recommendation and a link to the mandalorian mercs website will be in the show notes uh my recommendation um uh, I think we've talked about this a few times in the past few weeks about my um, reading of the current X-Men run. And um, I just recently finished the current run of X-Force. Um, and that is a, it's probably my favorite of uh, favorite title of all of the, the current X-Men stuff um, that I've read. Um, really good run. And basically in this one, X-Force is kind of a, um, they're almost like a, a paramilitary, almost CIA in a way, hmm. like a special, a CIA special ops group, uh, for the country of, uh, Krakoa, which is where all the, all the mutants live now. Um, so they're kind of a special ops unit. And um, they are, they just released issue number 40 last week. Um, so I'm caught up on that and it's really good. It's, it's, it's a really good run. And um, if you are, uh, if you enjoy X-Men comics and haven't read any of the new stuff, uh, I wouldn't suggest you start there. Uh, I would at least start with House of X and Powers of 10. Um, but after that, you know, jump into the, to the X-Force book and, uh, get caught up with that. Cause it's a really good run. It's written by, uh, Benjamin Percy, who also writes the, uh, Wolverine comic book. Uh, oh, cool. but, uh, yeah, really good stuff there. And I've got a link to, um, to kind of the, I think it's the marvel.com uh, website focused on, on that run. So if you want to check that out, good stuff. All right. Well, um, that is it for Rebel Rock Radio picks for this week. We'll have some more next week. And now we have our final tune of the night before we jump into our discussion about Return of the Jedi. Let's do it. All right. This song comes from Boston. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and this is from a band called Justine and the Unclean. 
who I think we've played a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. We played one of their songs. It's because the name sounds really familiar when I came across it. Um, but yeah, they just released a new single back in April on uh, Red on Red Records. That's a Boston-based record label. A lot of really good stuff on that one. And we're going to play that single, and it is called Chasm. So I hope you enjoy that song. Here we go. In the humming of the bees on a warm summer day But they've taken down the trees and they've taken you away from me Justine and the Unclean with Chasm. I like that one too. It's uh, it's a little more chill than uh, than the other two. Um, the uh, symbol point, uh, the symbol is on point on that one. Uh, so kudos to the drummer. Um, 
so yeah, I really liked it. Plus, uh, her voice was really, really cool. Uh, did I like it enough where I picked it, though? I don't know. Tough choice this week. I listened to all three, but I did pick one. Which you one? You did pick one of them. Yep. So we got another view of Earl there. Earl! He's still sleeping, and, uh, but he... We also have Nicole and uh, Megan uh, yeah. in the chat. So welcome, welcome. Very cool. All right. So let's talk about Return of the Jedi. Uh, awesome. So as, as we mentioned earlier, um, this is the 40th anniversary of the theatrical release of Return of the Jedi. So... Uh, we are happy to be able to celebrate the 40th anniversary on our show tonight. Um, this is actually your favorite Star Wars movie, isn't it? It is. Uh, it, it is my absolute favorite. Uh, in fact, I even watched it, uh, well, watched, listened to it while I was working today. Uh, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, me and... Uh, me and Blue uh, saw the the theatrical re-release uh, just a few weeks ago, and uh, that was a lot of fun. It was really cool to have that experience. Um, but yeah, I, I I remember when that came out in the theater because I remember going to see it with my mom and dad on opening night um, at a theater that was inside a mall hmm. and the line was just crazy to get in. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, just memories of, of that particular uh, movie. I was, uh, I never did see uh, like when the special editions came out, I didn't see it then, uh, but I saw the original. Um but uh, but yeah, we saw the re-release a few weeks ago, and that was that was a lot of fun. Nice, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, my mom took me to go see uh, Return of the Jedi when it came out. Um, uh, she took me to see the first two, um, so that was uh, that was cool to see um, the trilogy with her. Um, and uh, the re-releases in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, I did get to see that. In fact, I was supposed to be in college um, in my classes. Um, and I was also going through cancer the first time uh, and just really didn't want to focus on anything remotely near college-like. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go watch Return of the Jedi. And I sat in the theater and I think I watched it three times in a row, talked to the yeah. manager and he's like, yeah, I'm not even going to charge you. Just go ahead. Uh, I paid for my <laughs> snacks and he just let me sit there and enjoy it. Uh, absolutely loved most of it. Some of it I really didn't like, uh, but um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, uh, and unfortunately I live in the middle of nowhere now. Uh, so no, uh, no theaters near me showed the re-release uh, this year, uh, but that's all right. I have it on uh, Disney Plus and can watch it whenever I want to. This is completely off the subject, but you know it wouldn't be Rebel Rock Radio without that. Um, 
didn't you mention at one time that you were maybe moving to Dallas? It was, uh, it was a possibility. Okay. No longer yeah. a possibility. Uh, not as of right now. No, uh, it was yeah. work. Uh, when I moved, uh, I guess it was last year. Um, when I moved over to the pipeline side, uh, they thought about, uh, having it in, uh, my position in Dallas, uh, and they decided, you know what, I'm already here. We'll just leave you there. So they left yeah. me here. Bummer. No. That would have been cool for you to be in Dallas. Um, are you by chance Wiseman? Yes, I am. Okay. I okay, am the wise man. I am also I'm... the blueprint. So get it right, Swole. Get it right. So here's, yeah. So he says, uh, I only started watching this because of you, uh, Wiseman. But now I generally get excited and enjoy watching you guys every week walk again. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, F class heroes and I go way back, um, uh, known each other for years. Um, uh, so I was uh, really glad, uh, to, uh, see that, uh, him and his, uh, co-host Rev, uh, have started a podcast and they have their discord and we talk a lot of wrestling and a lot of, a lot of everything over there. Um, they have some really cool stuff, uh, coming out. Uh, here in the near future uh, and expanding their uh, channel and their brand. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I am also known as the wise man uh, or as the blueprint. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no shame there. All right. Megan says, uh, is telling F class, they need to join the uh, rebel rock radio discord. She is right. There is there's some fun over there and shenanigans do ensue. Yeah, it's crazy over we there. Do. We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, back to <laughs> Jedi. Yeah. Um, yes. Nobody wants to go to California, Megan. Or, uh, no, we'll go to visit. We don't want to live there. Yeah, I mean, I thought about going out there for Galaxy's Edge, but they have that in Florida too. So I don't know. I'll probably. be there in uh, July to see uh, Galaxy's Edge. Very cool. I'm jealous. Alrighty. Um, oh, yes. All righty. Uh, Turn of the Jedi. What do you want to talk about next? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, it came out uh, May 25th, 1983. For all you youngsters out there, that most of you probably weren't even born yet. Snappers. snappers. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Um it was uh, written by uh, George Lucas and um, oh, what was his name? Um, was uh, Kasdan, um, uh, and it was uh, directed by Richard Marquand. Hopefully, I said that right. I'm horrible at pronouncing names. Richard Marquand, um, distributed by uh, 20th Century. Um, which is like the big searchlight things uh, that everybody is really familiar with. It's uh, when the movie opens up uh, and it's original intake at the box office was $482 million. I don't even know what that translates to today, but that's a crap ton of money. So, so there's some nuts and bolts for you uh for uh return of the jedi anything you want to add to that 
Um, I, I was actually going to ask, I wonder what that translates in today's dollars, but uh, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, that's a pretty good little introduction to to Return of the Jedi. Um, I think you wanted to talk a little bit about the crawl. Uh, give me one second. Um, if you had the video, you should have sent it to me and I could have played it. Oh, I, I didn't know if we'd get in trouble for that or not. Uh, uh, good point. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, already, we're already in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm telling you. Um, uh, all right. So, now see, that's not, I, I was trying to find it. Um, uh, so, basically, just double it. Um, I, th I believe one million and eighty-three is about about three million today. So triple that. Uh, so you're looking at over a billion dollars. Um, one point two billion. That uh, in today's money is how much Star Wars has made. So, uh, sorry, uh, you mentioned numbers and I had to figure it out. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the crawl. Um, the crawl reads as thus: uh, Luke Skywalker has returned to to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station, even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. So there is the opening crawl for Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, so... You talked a few weeks ago with an uh, with some, uh, I think, a fellow uh, Red Five podcasters oh, yeah. about the uh, the deleted scenes. Yes, uh, we're on um, uh, after the weekend uh, with uh, JT. Uh, R two is out, so uh, Ro and I filled in, uh, and we talked about uh, yeah, there were uh, quite a few deleted scenes. Um, some of them fit together. Uh, they're kind of separated, but, uh, at least on, uh, like on YouTube, if you go to return of the Jedi deleted scenes, it takes like four minutes to watch them all. Some of them fit together actually really well. Um, some of them worked, uh, some of them, uh, did not, um, yeah. You know, some of them, as I watched them, I'm like, yeah, I see why he deleted them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, good stuff. So yeah, the, the opening crawl, um, you know, you just came off of seeing Han Solo get taken away by Boba Fett, frozen in carbonite and, uh, you know, wondering 
you know, what's going to happen next. And uh, this one was, uh, this one was a really good, uh, you know, overall the, the movie was a really good conclusion to that uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I got to say, uh, probably one of my, I'm probably going out of order here, but I, as far as the Death Star goes, I actually like the look of this Death Star in this one. Yes. That's better than the original, actually. I just, I just like the way it looks. It looks like, uh, I mean, I know it's like, basically not complete so that's why it looks the way it does uh but it just looks cool yeah and um i actually have a tattoo of that death star on my arm i don't know if i can uh kind of yeah i don't uh, there we go there (laughs) we go there we go yeah 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 cool so yeah it's uh i really like that death star um yeah uh it, it actually makes it, it to me it makes it more believable that uh you know what it, it really hasn't been that long since the first one blew up and as massive massive as they are this thing is going to take a long time for it to get built and yeah. it's about three quarters of the way done so you know that they uh, immediately either started it beforehand uh or uh, really put some work in to get uh, to get it to at least to this point as well. <laughs> Megan, of course you have that as a tattoo. <laughs> um, yeah, I my theory because you got to look at it this way: it took them nearly twenty years to finish the first one, yeah, and, and actually a little bit probably a little bit longer than that because they started it like the concept happened before the clone wars. Correct. Um, so, you know, g- give or take a few years, we're talking 20 years to get the first one built. My theory is that uh, once they realized that they could do it, um, you know, they probably started completion, uh, started construction on another one right away. So I don't think, that one, I don't think they started construction right after the Death Star was destroyed. I think it had already been under construction. So, do you remember uh, the EU origins of the Death Star? I do not. All right. So, and I actually agree with this theory. I think that this one holds uh, holds more with what uh, uh, at least with time frames. So mm-hmm. in the EU uh, over close to Kessel in the mall where they you know where the and Eden showed it in um, uh, Solo. So mm-hmm. he went through like the black hole type thing in order to get to the other side in 12 parsecs or whatever. Right. Uh, so in that area there was a secret military base of the empire and they had three death stars in various stages of completeness. Okay. And so as 
you know, if, hey, one, one blew up, the first one blew up, you know, all right, we're going to move out this other one. We're going to, uh, we'll concentrate. Uh, we're going to move it out of here, get it to where people can, where it can actually be used and easier to be built. Uh, and so I think that's, uh, to me, at least that makes more sense. It was probably already had started because uh, it had a similar design as the first one. Uh, yeah. the, the exhaust port was just a little bit bigger in this one because they flew right into it. Um, yeah. you know, so I think that's, well, it didn't have the covering. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, they, uh, they just flew in through this, uh, the superstructure into the infrastructure and, uh, blasted it away. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that makes a lot more sense, especially if it took 20 years or so for that, for the first one to be built, they were mm -hmm. already probably had other ones in various, uh, you know, say, you know, Hey, here's model number one, here's model number two. Yeah. You know, we're going to pull this out. That makes more sense to me, but you know, what do I know? That's EU now. It doesn't even count. Yeah, it counts. Maybe not I, to, the, maybe not to, to Disney, maybe not to Disney, but the fans accounts. Right. Um, yeah. You wanted to talk about the settings of the movie. Um, so obviously, you know, we start off, um, we start off with uh, the Death Star. Mm -hmm. uh, and and then we go on to Tatooine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for the most part, there really aren't a whole lot of locations in this movie. You know, you've got the Death Star, you've got uh, Indoor, mm -hmm. um, you've got Tatooine, and other than that, you've got... Um, what am I thinking of? You've got the wherever the rebels were hold. I guess they were acting. Actually, I don't think they were at a uh, at a at a specific location. I think they were just on their ships. Yeah, so, and basically, what my thoughts there were. So we have um, Star Wars. We basically have two environments. We have the desert, which is half of the uh the the battle and we have the death star which is uh mechanical and gray and black and white and you know so you have this brown and then gray black and white for you know for the settings that we have uh just the aesthetics of it mm -hmm. then we have um empire empire starts off where it's white all white everything aha it's an ice planet then you have your space scenes. You have a little bit of Dagobah that's in there, you know, and then you have Cloud City. Uh, and again, it was it's cloudy. It's not, some of it was bright. They tried to make it look, you know, as cool as they could. But, you know, as far as locations go, that there was, you go from brown and black and white to a little bit of green, but mostly white in yeah. Empire. Uh, and then Return of the Jedi, you have a, pretty much a combination of everything uh, at the very beginning. You have the black and white, you have the Dagobah, you have the Tatooine brown. And then the last part of the movie, the last half of the movie, is either spent green on Endor uh, or on the Death Star. And, that, and it goes back and forth between... 
space and black death star mm-hmm. uh, or, or the heavy greens and i just think it's pretty interesting how uh every movie has a different color code to it uh that we haven't seen before yeah um even the uh even the prequel trilogy had uh, a very similar uh type of thing you really uh you had tatooine uh and you had naboo and then you had um um uh, coruscant coruscant and you had uh oh what uh where the uh, the arena was with the droid planet. That, um, that was in the second one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah, so the second one you uh, had Geonosis. Naboo, or not Naboo, you had Coruscant, and then the Geonosis. Geonosis and then yeah. in the third one, you had Well, Coruscant. in the second one, you also had Camino. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but not for very long. No, you know. Uh, uh, you know, and then the third one, you have Naboo again, and you have, uh, you know, Mustafar was at, at the end in Coruscant. So, uh, you know, it's just the, the way that they did the color schemes was very, very yeah. intriguing to me uh, on how they, uh, how it picked it up. Um, and then, yeah, you have your desert planets uh, in space. Uh, and then you have, ice planets in space and then a little swamp. Uh, and then in this one, you have thick forests in space and the de- bring back the desert for uh, a little cameo yeah. uh, there. So yeah, it's it pretty interesting on how uh, George Lucas set this type of thing up. Uh, the, to me, the closest um, uh, comparison would be like Avatar. Uh, or the way that Avatar is going uh, with uh, your the the um, trying to think of the planet name um, Pandora anyway, Pandora uh, and then you have uh, you know you're in the jungles of Pandora then you're in the oceans and the next one is supposed to be I think fire and you know then they're going to have another one so each movie has a different element theme to it. Uh, so it's pretty pretty interesting, uh, at least for me. Um, you know, another thing that I, I think we did not mention is when we first started talking about it tonight is where uh, where were they filmed? Where was Return of the Jedi filmed? Sorry, I had I had a uh, uh, internet glitch. Are you still there? Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm here. Okay. Um. So yeah. Um. Good. It says that I'm I'm lo- looking at our friend the Wikipedia and uh, it was filmed in England. Mm-hmm. And it was also filmed in Yuma, Arizona. For the Tatooine exteriors, uh, and then this one I actually knew. They filmed a lot of the indoor stuff in the redwood forest of Northern California. Yes, uh, and then they did a bunch of what they call blue screen shots 
in San Rafael, California. Mm-hmm. Um, so various filming locations as well. Um, oh, interesting. It says Darth Vader's funeral was filmed at Skywalker Ranch. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of uh, settings on here. Um, a lot of different uh, locations. Um, what was your What was your favorite uh, What was your favorite location uh, in the movie? Uh oh, I think we lost him. Let's give him a minute. His 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 internet's acting up today. I think. Yeah, uh, it it is. Um, uh, I think my VPN crashed on me, so it's uh, it's throwing fits. Uh, give me one. No, it, w- it wouldn't be Rebel Rock Radio without the technical difficulties, right? <laughs> Um, but okay, as far as I get this fixed, well, as far as locations uh, go, um, I probably have to go with uh, with Tatooine, um, just because it's kind of a throwback to the original film, and um, you kind of start this movie. Uh, with you know, like, like I said, you're going to see Jabba the Hutt. So, what, Isaac? You said um, there's great. We'll, we'll get to your question in a minute, Isaac. Um, but yeah, I I kind of enjoyed the uh, the Tatooine uh, sequences myself. Uh, uh it, it was cool. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think I can really pick a, a favorite just because we see um, we see so many that are uh, almost familiar. It, you have that callback uh, feeling. So you get Tatooine, yeah. which was cool to see. You get the Dagobah scene, which was cool to see. You get a mm-hmm. whole new place in Endor, which was that that was cool to see. And of course, the the bridge on this Death Star was absolutely amazing. I loved the layout of it. Um, so if, and if I have to pick a favorite, it'd probably be on the Death Star on that bridge, uh, one for the architecture and the importance of it, uh, to me was just absolutely amazing. Uh, they could have had a shield bunker on any sort of, uh, planet type that they wanted to, whether it was a water planet or anything. Uh, but there, there was only one bridge of this. Uh, Death Star and the way that the the frame behind the Emperor's throne uh, was really super cool to see and yeah. how you could see through the glass and you see the fleet that's out there and they're doing having battle and yeah it was it was just really cool so if I had to pick I, I would pick that one the Death Star uh, command bridge you know you now that you you mention the fleet that's outside the death star uh one thing i remember about uh when this movie first came out 
and and the first couple of years uh, after it had been out, I just remember how epic that battle was. Yeah. Uh, the Battle of Endor, specifically the space battle, how ba- how how epic it was. But by today's standards, you know, it wasn't. It, there's battles that have been way more epic, but but at the time, this was it was just such an epic battle, and you know you're basically playing for all the marbles here um and it was great but yeah i did i did uh i agree with you on the on the death star i did really like the uh how they set up the uh, throne room and i remember thinking like who are these red guys and I mean, we we got like nothing except you're ba- they're basically just guards, and you're thinking, okay, well, these are throwaway guys, until you get into the EU and you find out about these 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 uh, royal guards, yeah, and uh, you find out more about them. The story is way more interesting than what you got from Return of the Jedi, but um, I don't remember. I don't think we saw those in Empire. I'm pretty sure we did not see those in. They Empire. Did, they were not in Empire. No. Um, so we see them for the first time in Return of the Jedi, and you just you got to you know they they just stand out because you yeah. know you've got Darth Vader in black, you've got all the stormtroopers in white, and uh, you got the Emperor that's also in black, and then you've got these guys sticking out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and you're like, okay, why? What what's the deal here? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's cool. And that kind of goes into uh, one of our next topics that we had was the, the just the different characters uh, mm, that yeah. showed up in this movie. Um, you know, it uh, this really showcased uh, the uh, alien races uh, probably more than any of the other ones. Um, you know, uh, Star Wars, uh, sure, the Cantina Band was uh you know uh was there uh but for the most part everybody was humanistic at least yeah uh and then uh you know empire uh about the only uh about the only ones that you got there were what bounty hunters i guess you got the um, wampa. uh well yeah wampa uh but to well, me that really, really was that's yeah, really that, was, that was just a uh, to me a beast that had yeah. to be defeated. But you, you yeah. get to see, uh, you know, Yoda with uh, Yoda species. You get uh, the, the bounty hunters that are there. Uh, but for the most part, it's Imperial officers and uh, the the Rebel Alliance going back and forth with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Lobot, I guess maybe, uh, but he was still humanistic. Um, you got to see some, uh, I guess, Ugnaughts you got to see uh, that were um, uh, in Empire. Uh, but yeah. in this one, I mean, you had, the, you had the Imperial Guard, which who knew what kind of race they were, but it was a specifically new character. Uh, you had um, all the different uh, species that were in Jabba's Palace. Uh, we got to see Yoda again. The monkey uh, lizard. We got to see uh, the monkey lizards. We got uh, Ewoks instead of Wookies because tall people are hard to find. Um, so, uh, so we got Ewoks instead of being on Kashyyyk, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Neebnub, uh, the co-pilot for Land- with Lando, 
the Mon Calamarians uh, we got to see. Uh, so yeah, we got to see a, uh, yeah, we got to see a whole lot more variety than mm -hmm. just you know um, humans uh, or humanistic type uh, beings, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we did get to see a lot of a lot of different uh, creatures and and different species. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the first time that we saw a uh, Twilight. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but uh, you mentioned the Ewoks. I, I remember reading something about how originally that was supposed to be on Kashyyyk and that was supposed yeah. to be Wookiees. So yeah. it, it is kind of interesting how that turned out. Yeah, they couldn't uh, couldn't find enough tall people to pull it off. So, but there were plenty of uh, smaller people that were available to yeah. uh, do that. And hey, because I think because of that, we also got other uh, movies such as Willow. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, I, I think it it worked out well. And you know, it, nearly everybody loves the Little Murders. Yeah, the, it's funny, but the uh, the Ewoks are the only thing about um, Star Wars that that my wife likes. <laughs> um, I was at a, um, I think it was last weekend. I was at a, uh, I was at a, a mall, and they had a uh, the store called Box Lunch. Yeah, and uh, I saw a they had a Funko Pop of Wicket on sale. Uh, so I bought that for her. Oh, cool. And what are you looking at me for like that for? I'm not waking you up. Um, kind of I'm trying to think of, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's, um, like I said, this was my all time favorite movie, uh, out yeah. of all the Star Wars, all nine of them, uh, the, of the can the Skywalker saga. Uh, this is my favorite out of those. Um, uh, I, I really liked Rogue One as far as not being part of the, uh, the actual saga. Uh, but still to me, this is tops. It's the number one movie, uh, for me. Um, did you have any dislikes in this movie? Um, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail for this, but I didn't like the Ewoks. Okay, fair. I I could have done without them. Um, hmm. No, no, nah, that's really that's really it. There's there wasn't much to dislike about this movie. Um. um yeah, I, I I have a couple. Okay. My favorite, but I still have a couple. So uh, Nick, before you jump was, into that, before you oh, jump yeah. into that, Ma Megan has a question. Yes. And uh, how did the Ewoks have a dress and Leia's size? Well, you see, um, that's one of my dislikes. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it just it, it makes no sense that I mean they either they she's a really them. good either she's a really good. Uh, uh, seamstress and just uh hey we got this extra material running around or 
um, yeah, uh, you know, they, they were going to cook uh, Han and Luke. So, uh, yeah, um, that, that, that's actually one of my dislikes. You know, hey, where'd that, uh, where'd that come from? Uh, you know, did they cook and eat somebody previously? They, they, they ate somebody. Yeah. I, I think they ate somebody. Because it, it has uh, it has been proven, it, it is canon that other humans were on indoor. Yeah, you, you remember yeah. the uh, caravan of courage and uh, battle for indoor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There were humans already. They probably ate one of those people. Very, very <laughs> well could have. I mean, I'm telling you, murder bears at their best. Um. <laughs> One of my other dislikes uh, was uh, Boba Fett going out like a complete punk. Um, okay, yeah, I'll have to agree with you on that one. I didn't want to bring uh, it up. <laughs> for uh, for a, fear, a fierce warrior uh, that he is to get beat by a blind guy with a boat paddle uh, just really, to me, doesn't hold water. Um I think they could have done something a little bit better with it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, yeah, that's I'll, me just uh, being picky. No, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, I'm, I'd really like to, to pick George's ear about that one and, and find out what was going through his, his mind, why, why he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, about that, I mean, but to me, that's that's really about uh, that's really about it. Um, I have a few like fan theories, uh, you know, that uh, I, I, you know, can throw around out there, uh, you know, or we can we can get to that. Um, how about favorite things? What uh, what what are some of the things you really enjoyed about uh, Return of the Jedi? Um, I, I really enjoyed the space battle at Endor. Um, I really enjoyed the lightsaber duel between Luke and Vader. Um, it's, in my opinion, one of the best of the series. Um, yeah. and had something else in my, on, on the tip of my tongue and now I forgot it. Uh, oh, uh, the, um, the speeder bikes going through mm -hmm. the trees. I liked that sequence. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I, I, as now that I know the backstory, I, I didn't so much care for it back when it first came out. But now that I know their backstory, uh, I really like seeing the um, Royal Guards. Mm. Like these guys are just yeah. kind of strutting around, doing the thing, you know, acting all nonchalant. You know that these guys are just badasses. That yeah. <laughs> you mess with them, you're going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then... Oh. Um, and then also, um, you know, we finally, we kind, I mean, we kind of got a really short glimpse in Empire, but we finally got to see this emperor that everybody was talking about. 
you know, from from day one in Star Wars New Hope, they keep mentioning this emperor, and you're like, well, why don't they ever show this guy? And we right. finally get to see him. Um. So yeah, those are those are some of my favorite things about the movie. How about you? Yeah. So yeah, my ultimate is emperor. It, to me, he's just I. It, my favorite star absolutely love hold it together you back if this is me are we back well you're you were cutting out on me because I don't, I don't think it's my, on my end. Is Steve froze? No, I think it's you. All right, hold on. I can see you moving now. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think that was me this time. Hmm. It's still no. stable at, uh, at full bars. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, the Emperor was just cool. Um, his exchange with Luke on the bridge. Uh, uh, exchange where, uh, you know. I don't know what's going on here. My internet shows it's secure, but anyway, uh, I just keep I, I just um, see you so, freezing. But okay. Emperor, yeah, you, well, you had, uh, so he, had yeah. he had it. That total exchange where you know he says, uh, you know, uh, uh, your faith in, and I forget what Luke says is, uh, it you know, uh, is your weakness, and the Emperor just turns and looks at him and says. Uh, your faith in your friends is yours. And that's just like, oh, so cold. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah it's just so, you, you finally see it and he just oozes this charisma. It's like, no wonder this guy's the emperor. I mean, he's cool as a cucumber. Um, but yeah, the space battle was, was amazing. Uh, how uh, the emperor allowed it to, uh, you know, to come to pass and he's the one who set the trap, yeah. uh, you know, and it's, how, you know, how can we not, you know, what do you mean we're being jammed? How can they jam us if they don't know we're coming? And it's like, oh, man, yeah. all right, well, you know, now we got a fight on our hands. Uh, that was really cool. Um, you know, the big reveal that, yes, uh, Leia is Luke's sister uh was uh you know we got that uh the whole obi-wan spiel about you know hey from a certain point of view uh i, I was right this whole time and you know uh but you know you you, you didn't listen to me it's uh you know uh, i i tried to protect you uh rather than uh give you the cold hard facts um yeah you know, it, yeah there was just so much to like and to me, the most important thing about the about the movie was the music. Mm, yeah, it scored so well. 
that during the fight scenes, uh, you you felt like, you know, oh, man, you're on, sitting on the edge of the seat, not because of the, the imagery, but because of the music accompanying it. The music as they're going through on the speeder bike chases. Uh, the mm -hmm. you, I can still hear the Ewok music in my head with the little <laughs> pan flutes, as, you know. Um, you know, the when uh, Darth Vader uh tells luke that you know hey if you're not if you won't turn to the dark side maybe your sister will and that music just swells yeah. and luke just starts going and you just feel all this emotion and it's like oh this is just you know it, it's yeah. like movie magic at its greatest and I, I i i mean i love john williams but to me this was the most complete soundtrack that he did for any of the movies uh, for for star wars uh it was just absolutely incredible um you know i i did forget a dislike though uh-oh yeah what uh so what, what was it so at the end of the movie when uh the death star blows up and Han and Leia are together, and he, and Han's like, "Oh, uh, I'm sure Luke wasn't on there." Yeah. Nope, I think we lost him again. All right. Uh, so yeah, and he's, oh, I, I I know Luke wasn't on there, and she kind of thinks uh, you or know, tries to senses that it, he's safe. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, Han's like, uh, oh, you love him. And, you know, it's, uh, it's like, uh, well, yeah, I do. Uh, he's my brother. And then he just has this look on his face and I, I know in his mind, he's like, but you kissed him in empire. <laughs> so, you know, and it's like, what do you mean? You know, it's like, all right. You know, it, but, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, rant man, rant over. Yeah, you know. dang, lay you nasty, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. But oh, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, again, it's it's at least for me, it's hard to argue another movie is better than Return of the Jedi out of the series. A lot of people, uh, you know, try, but they haven't won me over yet. Feel free to send me all the hate mail you want, or any of the reasons why another movie is uh, uh, is better than Return of the Jedi. I will listen to it all, and then if I can be convinced, I can be convinced. Rogue One <laughs> was a very good movie. Uh, <laughs> not uh, it, it's possibly my top in my top three, uh, but uh, not doesn't knock off. Now the that, uh, that, return of the that Jedi. One, that one's my number one. That's my number one. Uh, yeah, I, um, actually, I'm not even sure where Return of the Jedi is on my on my ranking. Uh, I thought I did a ranking not too long ago. Maybe. Uh, nah, I don't. I don't remember where I put it. Um, off the top of my head, 
I would probably have to go. Okay, if we're just talking the Skywalker saga, yeah, um, not including any of the any of the add-ons like like Rogue One, uh, Return it probably is number three for me. But it's a high number three. I mean, three three is a three respectable. Is, is a respectable number. Um, that's you know that's saying that there's there's you know a whole bunch of other movies that were not as good. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, three out um, of nine isn't bad. Exactly. Um, but yeah, really good film. And and actually, it, it's funny because it was lower in my ranking. Uh, before I went and saw it like a month or so ago. And I was like, you know, all these feelings came back from, you know, my youth. And, and it was just like, man, I've forgotten how good that movie is. And, so, and, 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 to me, it's actually, it, it's slipping. It's still top spot, but it's, it, it's close to losing its thing after the special editions. Uh, I I loved uh, I, I loved the original uh, I love but I there's parts of it that uh, Jedi Rock I can't stand. Uh, <laughs> uh, you talking about the song the, at Jabba's Palace? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the the burping frog or whatever it is animal that's at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I I don't like that. Uh, you know, there's just I. I what do you think about the uh, putting? Uh, what did you think about them putting uh, Hayden Christensen's face? I didn't on... like it. Okay, yeah, didn't like it. It to me, it made no sense. Uh, I don't mind that they restored him. It, you know, like uh, in the original, it was an old guy. Yeah, uh, and as it should have been. Uh, I, I don't mind that they restored him because. Uh, you know, um, the actor that was in the suit, was that Prouse that, uh, when they took the, uh, um, when they took the mask off, off, it was not David Prouse. It was, um, oh man, I can't believe I have to go look this up. I know it wasn't David Prouse. Um, but it was the same guy that was in the, Sebastian, uh, ah, Sebastian, uh, Sebastian something. Um, Sebastian Shaw was was the one that was in the mask. Uh, there was there was when he took the mask off. That's whose face it was. Um, and that was the actor who originally played him in the fourth Force Ghost scene. Um. Yeah, I think they should have left that as it as it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, other than that, celebrations on the other planets. I uh, could have done without that extra song. Yeah. At the So Spencer says that uh, Return of the Jedi battles for second favorite with A New Hope. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, all right. Do we have anything else that we want to uh, mention in regards to Return of the Jedi? Any Anything else that... Have you ever read the novelization? I, I have not. I was just wondering if you've ever read the novelization of it. Yep. My internet, I don't know if it's my internet or not, but uh, so, yeah. Yes, I did read the novelization. Okay. I have not read it, but what uh, did you like it better than the film or about the same? Uh, about the same. Uh, it added okay. a few extra details to it, uh, but uh, it, it is kind of like Harry Potter movies. Uh, you, you can't put everything in, uh, you know, it, it, in the movie that you can put into a book. Uh, it, but th so they did very well with the ad adaptation. Uh, so yeah, um, it was good, but yeah. I, I still like like what we got. So speaking speaking of books, the uh, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi um, is going to be released on August 29th, If you didn't already know that, I'm really looking forward yes. to that. Um, yes. One thing they another thing that they need to do, um, actually, with all of the original trilogy films, um, you know how the um, the the prequel films. And the sequel films all each have their own uh, visual dictionary. Um, none of the original films have their own. I, I think that's something that they, they should. I mean, they're probably not going to do it now because Disney doesn't care about the original trilogy. But um, I, I think that is something that they, they really should have done. They should have done a visual dictionary for each of the original trilogy films. Yeah. Um, I, I think agree. there's a, I think there's a visual dictionary that covers all three. Uh, but of course it's not nearly as in depth because it's not, each one doesn't have its own film. That might actually be the one that I do not have of all of those visual dictionary uh, books. Uh, I'm trying to find mine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can get one on Amazon, um, but um, yeah, not e each of the original trilogy films needs to get their own so that it can go more in depth. But, you know. Well, I had one. I don't know. Oh, wait. Ugh. Let's see. Oh, no, sorry. This is an encyclopedia. Oh, no, that's not the same thing. So, um, yeah, it's the uh, new essential guide to characters, weapons, technology, vehicles, and vessels. Yeah, there's, uh, um, let's see, the visual dictionary. Yeah, you can get it on, you can get it on Amazon for uh, the hardcover is 25 bucks. And it's called the Visual Dictionary of Star Wars Episodes Four, Five, and Six. Um, I actually don't own that one, but I should I should probably get that one because it's the <laughs> only one that I it's the only one that I don't own. 
but they really should have one for each uh, film. Anyway, anyway, um, so that is going to uh, that's going to wrap things up for us tonight. Um, a little long tonight, but it's a well uh, worth it topic. Um, who we got coming up after us? Or actually, uh, they probably already started. They probably already started. I think it's. Uh, I think we have uh, WSTR Media, and. I'm trying to find what the topic is today. Let's see. I know I was just looking at this. Uh, they're also doing a 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> right. So, hey, so if you didn't get enough with us. Then, yeah, just stick around on YouTube and go to WSTR Media's channel and uh, check them out. And they're going to talk about Return of the Jedi. I'm, I'm going to do it. So I want to I want to hear what they have to say about it. But uh, thanks, everybody, in the chat for coming and hanging out with yes, us yes, thank and you. Uh, sharing your Thursday night with us while we talked about Return of the Jedi. Um, anything you want to end on? May the Force be with you. All right. Everybody, have a great uh, week. And we'll be back same time next week. Uh, actually, I don't remember what our topic is, but... Keep an eye on the we'll socials and we'll let we'll keep an eye on the socials. We'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Have a good night.